Hello everyone, welcome back to Confusion Confusions. I'm Gracia and today we have Ashley and Megan here with us. So Megan's our special guest. So this week our episode is How to Hide a Dead Body. Megan, you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi everyone, thanks for asking me to come do this. I'm looking forward to digging a bit deeper. Are you sure it's not a personal topic, Megan? Mm, perhaps. But regardless, we will, look, we will look at it like academically. Okay. Yeah. This is quite a psychopathic to- topic. Okay, but anyway, we'll tell you the reason why we chose this topic. Basically, Megan wrote this as an essay. What was the... What was the... Is it an essay? Yeah, it was an essay for like this creative writing class. essay. Yeah, class that we have in school. Yeah, so it's Megan's personal interest, in case you're wondering. <laughs> hey... Okay, wait. Let me start off this episode, right, by asking you guys a question, okay? Okay, sure. So, before you all learn anything about, like, how how to hide a dead body, like, any academic thing, how would you all have chosen to hide a dead body? If, let's say, you just found a dead body and you have to hide it. Let's say it's, it's not you killed it, but, like, yeah. Before you learn about everything. Wait, but if I didn't kill it, why would I hide it? Basically, it's your mission to hide the dead body. <laughs> Okay, how would you hide it? That's not smart. Someone paid you to do it then. Pay mm. you one million dollars to hide a dead body successfully. Mm. I think my my instinct is like to say like to hide in the ocean. Mm. So throw like, it without hard. without any like understanding of how people actually do it. That would be my first answer. You throw it in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just float. You just float, right? Yeah, but I'm hoping he was sick. <laughs> okay, how about you, Megan? Mm. Or like you tied to stones. Okay, yes, Megan, sorry. <laughs> I think like, if I didn't go and think about it properly, I, I might do like, I might do like what Ashley said. Like, honestly, like, my first response would probably be to just like, get rid of it as quick as I can. Or maybe like hide it somewhere. Mm. Mm. I was thinking my first response would be like I need to make I need to like either cut it up into pieces or, oh, that's a good idea. or like or like burn it you know mm, yeah and then like after I cut into pieces then I'll like throw, cut into pieces or burn it then I'll throw in the ocean mm. yeah that's how I probably do but what yeah, happens to a body after you burn it this that's that's the now we are approaching the academic. <laughs> like, okay. Like if if we had Google, cause like I was thinking like if we didn't have Google and like if we had no like academic background about how to hide a body, like how we instinctively hide, and that's what I would do that. But yeah, <laughs> I love how we are treating this like a academic <laughs> academic topic when it's like not clearly not right. It's like a personal <laughs> interest topic. <laughs> Wait, okay, so what happens when you burn it? Do you know, Megan? Um, based on my purely academic research, <laughs> I, <laughs> I found that actually burning a body is not so easy as you would think because bodies, since they are made up of about 75% of water, mm. so they really don't burn so easily. So, you know, even the furnaces at Mandai Crematorium, yeah. they need about like upwards of 100 degrees Celsius and they need to be burned at that temperature for about three hours first before it totally is reduced to ashes. So if you're just going to like burn it like mm-hmm. 
with like Three an average flame. Yeah, if you just burn it with average flame, I don't think it's really going to... It's going to just blacken and maybe smolder a little bit, I guess. But I know, you're not so going to get rid of it. So you have to cut it out into pieces, then burn it. <laughs> I mean, not try and test it, but I guess you could try. That, that might take faster, right? Oh yeah, I guess that would be a bit faster. Yeah. <laughs> I know the, like, the weirdest... The weirdest uh, method I've heard of like, hiding dead body is mm. like cutting it up into pieces and then putting it in the fridge or something like that. Oh. But that's for like eating, right? I think I saw that in a show. Mm. Some Korean show. What is it? The, the famous show that won an Oscar. It's a famous Korean show. <laughs> oh, no. oh, Parasite. Oh, yeah. They, they cut the dead body and hide it, put it in the fridge. Really? really? I think so. <laughs> I don't even know if it's the correct movie. Oh my god, might be the wrong one. Never mind. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Megan, you want to talk about about how 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 you hide a dead body now? No, after, no, after your research. <laughs> I think... Okay, on top of what you said about maybe a bit... Okay, I think some specific parts need to be burned. Some specific parts like inerts, they need to be bleached. So you need to use something with a very high acid content mm. to really like, break down the break down like the certain body parts. Mm. And most importantly is I think for identification purposes also you need to get rid of the hair and the nails and any sort of fingerprints. Yeah 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 correct. Yeah I think that that's what what's the most important. Like getting rid of the thumbprints and everything. Mm-hmm. So based on your research, what are some characteristics of dead bodies? Characteristics of dead bodies. Okay, so dead bodies tend to float in water. So if you don't weight it, that's going to be a bit of a problem for you. So another thing that um, dead bodies are is that they're very heavy and they're also very stinky. So And you also can't really predict when they're going to release some unpleasant substances or like fluids. So I'm sure you guys have seen like some sort of in some cases, when in, even in the morgues, when the dead bodies aren't like properly taken care of, then they will sort of release the fluids. Have you guys seen it before? No. No. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't seen it personally, but... Yeah, yeah neither have I. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess they're also prone to like attracting a lot of pests as well. So, mm-hmm. that's definitely one thing that makes it difficult to hide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? What are dead bodies like? I have no idea. <laughs> wait, but... Okay, wait. I was thinking about, like, burying dead body, bodies, right? And, like, is there any way to find, like, a dead body after after someone has buried it? Mm. Ashley, what do you think? Mm. I think the identification part is a lot in, like, the thumbprints and things like that. Otherwise... Mm. I don't think you'll be able to identify. There's like a period, right? I mean, a like period finding, after it's death. Finding mm. the dead body after you've buried it. It's enough for other people finding your dead body. Yeah. Or like police mm. or what. To be honest, I think you're much better off killing someone and trying to hide the body in a country that's not Singapore. Because mm, of true. like the land space, right? So Yeah, I think a lot of psychopaths, what they do is they hide the dead body in like mountains mm. and like jungle area then they just bury it yeah because like mm. if the land is very big right it's quite hard for like the dog the police dogs to get to it 
Yeah, then also like just go back to nature as well before people can find it. Yeah. And yeah, the body will decompose like, if you bury it. Mm. So I think it's quite easy to hide a dead body if you have enough land. Mm. Right. Yeah. But I think most commonly like the cases that I've heard of are like when people die and it's like it's usually like the smell that's the first thing that takes mm. people off. Like that you would notice if you were like a passerby or something. Yeah. Also, I think it's much harder to find, to hide a dead body if someone is looking for it. Like, if you're just hiding a dead body, right, and like, nobody knows that the person is dead, then you're kind of like, more safe in that sense. So you're I'm saying that if, when you find your victims, you must yeah. pick and choose them very wisely. La. So like, basically find those people <laughs> that no one will look for, then you can yeah, kill them. Compared to like, compared to like, if it's a child that you killed, right, then the parents will be searching for the kid, right, then the whole town is searching for the kid. <laughs> then they will like, Activate, I don't know, like police, then like national, it'll go on like national news, then everyone's just looking for the kid. Then that's harder compared to like, I don't know, a random a random dude that lives by himself. He just killed him and he hit him. I read that like Jack the Ripper, who's like one of the peop- one of the serial killers that no one could ever find, he tended to, to target women who were like prostitutes. So it's like people won't really go mm. looking for them. So it's also very easy, like in the wee like hours of the morning, to just like slit their throats or just kill them or anything and just dispose very quickly. Oh my god! So I have a psychopath mindset. <laughs> oh no, Trisha. <laughs> I don't know. I read online that like mm. drug cartels, like in Mexico, they would get like fifty-five gallons of steel drums mm. and hundred pounds of caustic soda. Then they would cut up the large pieces into drums and then add soda and water and then after that you slow boil it then right after 24 hours you can pour it into like an ocean or a stream or like desert or something like that. slow boil yeah the dead bodies yeah so it like completely <laughs> dissolves <laughs> oh my god so it becomes liquid uh? yeah <gasps> that's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, if you've already reached that point, then... Yeah. I'm actually shocked that, like, none of us, like, when we when we discussed, like, ways to hide, we didn't talk about burial, like, isn't that, like, the regular conventional way? I don't know, I but... Think, mm-hmm. Maybe in Singapore settings, that is very difficult. So, for mm. me, maybe that's, like, not my immediate, like, instinctive. Mm. I don't know, eh. But I feel like because it's so... um. Like, because it's, like, the most normal way of, like, hiding a dead body, then I wouldn't choose it. I don't know. Because it's too easily guessable. That yeah. Oh. yeah. Mm. I went on I went on Quora, then I found 10, top 10 ways to hide a dead body. <laughs> so I'll list the top 10 ways, then you guys choose which one you would do out of the 10. Okay. okay. So the first is the septic tank of an abandoned property. Second is almost anywhere a closed refinery. So, um, most, cause most refineries are never torn down. Then, third is numerous quarries, which are filled with water. Then, fourth, inside the wall of a home or building. Then, fifth, underneath an area that used to be a pen for domesticated animals. Sixth, in plain sight. So the roof of tall abandoned of a tall or abandoned building. Or like 
those maybe it's for those countries where like they have plots of land mm. then you can just yeah seven is inside the truck of a vehicle in a salvage yard then eight an environmental ghost town so towns that are abandoned due to pollution or radiological concerns and then nine if you have access to a plane then take the body out to sea several hundred miles and dump it. <laughs> and then number 10 is dig a narrow but deep trench and vertical bury the body. I don't know why specifically, specifically vertically, but I've heard a few articles already saying that you should bury a body vertically. Hmm. Oh. Why though vertically? Right, like wouldn't you instinctively think to bury like... Vertically, it's harder to bury, uh, obviously. Because you must dig deeper. Maybe it's harder to find also. Mm. You have to pull it out if you, found, if you found it. Yeah. They say it doesn't look like a normal grave because normal grave would be like vertical or horizontal. Mm. Okay, so out of these, which one would you guys be more inclined towards? I think I would say like beneath an animal pen. Really? Yeah, because I feel like it's like sort of like in plain sight, but also not really. And I don't really think anyone would go look f- for it there. And also there's a the fact that, you know, I mean, like, you know how many turds like animals take a day? It's like, it, it would just like all go down and like fertilize the ground and sort of like, I think it'll help the decomposition process. <laughs> I feel, probably, I feel. I'll probably do the plane. Mm. Like dump it into the ocean. Yeah. But how are you going to take it to customs? No, like, if you have access to a, to a private plane. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read, like, a Guardian long read, right? Basically, like, there, was a, like there, there are a lot of people, right, that try to escape their country. So, like, they go to... Like, they try to move to, like, Europe or, like, Western countries, right? Mm. By hiding in the wheel, like, the wheel area of the, of the plane. So, basically, they hide in the wheel, right, mm. of the airplane in order to escape the, their country. And to like migrate. Not oh. immigrants are like illegal immigrants. Then basically they are they are like super likely to die. Even if they do land in Europe, right? Because like the temperature drops to like minus thirty yeah. degrees or something. Yeah. Mm. But then some of them do survive because they enter like hibernation mode. <laughs> hibernation. But as in, like, you mean, like, they'll take a ride on the wheel of the plane and then they'll follow in that position throughout the whole journey? Yeah. Then they try and escape. Oh. Migrate. I saw that on a, on a TV show, so. Yeah. They like, try- it's possible to cling on to the wheel of the plane, but only to a certain, like, altitude. Otherwise, your body will freeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, basically, it's like, they'll freeze and then that will cause their death. It's like 75% of them. Mm. So, mm. like, some... Some dead bodies just land in Europe because of that. I would think that the friction and like all the heat from takeoff and landing would be like enough to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but we moved out of topic. <laughs> anyway, I was thinking about like what, like, okay, because like other than psychopaths, right? Like, what other reasons would there be to like need to hide? Like, would there be to you need to hide a dead body, right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about like more institutional or like larger scale mm. where like countries like perform genocide, mm. which is basically like large scale like killing yeah. of people, right? 
So one example, like, recently is, like, in Canada. What's the town called again, Megan? Is it Saskatchewan? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Saskatchewan. So basically, in Canada, like, the, there are a lot of indigenous children. Mm. Their dead bodies have been found mm. in their, at, like, the residential schools. Mm. So, it's like, the government policy... Okay, so residential schools are basically, like, in Canada, right, between 1874 and 1996, there was a government policy that, like, obligated the First Nation and Indigenous children, so, like, Methodist and Inuit children, mm. to, to join, like, residential schools. If not, I think their parents would face um, prosecution. Mm. Like, some of them, one of their parents would go to jail or something if their mm. children didn't go to the residential school. And then, in these residential schools... Um, the children they they were forced to um they were forced to learn like they are learn English or French and convert to Christianity and as well as ab- abandon their native language and culture. So and then after that, a lot of in the residential schools were like abused, like sexually and sexually abused and physically abused. Mm. Yeah, and then in twenty fifteen, it was estimated that six thousand children had died while at residential schools. Mm. Then a lot of them, a lot of them were basically like they died, and then or like they were found missing, and then they were just buried by the state. But I don't understand mm. how it could have gone like, like not found for so long. You know what I mean? Mm. But I think like in a sense, it's also cause cause of the state support. It it just. Yeah. It just it was just like normalized or like it was hidden very well. Like Nazis, there was there are basically like very large burial grounds where they just buried all of those people mm. which they killed, and then it was just mm. it wasn't found for like years and years. Mm. Maybe because it's like private property of the state, so like you can't you can't go in like other yeah. people can't go in. So. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I was I was reading and like basically survivors knew about those. Like mass grief. So for like the indigenous um communities, it wasn't like a surprise to them mm. that this happened. Yeah, I think it's just like, but I don't know what made them finally decide to find the dead bodies, or like officially recognize. You know, like once mm. it's on media, it's like officially recognized. Mm. Yeah. Okay, but other than hiding the body, how would you guys kill the body? kill like a person if if you had to kill a dead body no, kill, like, a kill a person yeah oh my god mm. I honestly think a gunshot to the head would be like the fastest and the most fast free way because like though, right? but the thing is like if you're close like the gunshot you can do it from far away assuming you're good at shooting but if you have to, like, kill them with, like, by strangulation, or why are you laughing? Or, like, with, like, a, a knife or something, it's, like, so hard. Because especially if you don't have, like, physical strength on your side, they might overpower you and you're not going to be able to kill them successfully. I feel like the gun, uh, the gunshot is the only, like, non-psychopathic thing. Like, everything else, like, fringes on psychopathic. I was just imagining, like, like 
someone that doesn't know how to use a gun, then they're like, I'm going to kill this person. And they shoot at a random person, but it doesn't hit. And the gunshot goes to a tree instead. I think I think the gunshot distances you from the death. Eh? Yeah. But I think, like... it's everything it's psycho- else, you kind of mm-hmm. have, have to come in contact almost. But isn't mm. it psychopathic in a different way? Like, it's like so... Mm, distanced then it feels like it doesn't feel important you know what I mean because killing someone is like people. yeah killing yeah. someone is like a big deal think, but like yeah, I think guns can help you kill a lot of people mm-hmm. it's, it's like the desensitization is yeah that's true I think it's also like I think it's also like become very easy to use a gun because of how normalized like the gun regulations are in like the US especially so even if you kill even if you like carry around a gun no one's really going to question it so you can still make it look like an accident sort of mm. yeah. I was thinking about how like mm. a lot of games like nowadays are like a lot of mobile games mm. like they're quite desensitizing for children that's true yeah there are a lot of mobile games about shooting <laughs> I think I think there's like surveys that say that kids who play these games are like more prone to violence. Or like, more desensitized to it, I think. Uh, yeah. Mm. Also because in those games, it's like, a vi- like, killing someone is like a victory. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. So it rewards the children for killing mm. them. Oh my god, should we ask the most interesting question now? <laughs> Which is it? Which is the lesser of two evils? Necrophilia or cannibalism? There are not any. There are no. Okay, let's define necrophilia. So necrophilia is basically like um, when the killer sexually abuses the victim, right? Before killing. But the no, um after, after the killing kill, after after, after the, killing. So basically, yeah. like basically, like the murderer having sex with the victim. Yeah. The victim's dead body. I think for me, like. What comes to mind for necrophilia is Ted Bundy. Yeah. Mostly because he's actually like one of the only like serial killers that I've read like a mm. lot about. Right, yes. mm-hmm. And then cannibalism is, is obviously eating the body. Maybe let's make this three evils. There's one more evil where a lot of serial killers like to use the victim's body parts to like make into like commonplace objects like oh. soap. Or like furniture, yeah. Wait, so this reminds me of the of the of the play. You know, I'm talking about Megan. Um. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this play that me and Grisha were both in. Yeah. Is it Pillow Man? Yes. Yeah, and so it was quite violent, especially with like some of the gra- the graphic like imagery. Not really. Okay. Yes, some acted out, but also some talked about lah. So, okay. So, necrophilia, cannibalism, or just forming body just commodifying like all your body parts. I guess which is the lesser of three evils. Ashley, you wanna answer? Hmm. I don't know. I think they're all. At that stage, I, I don't think they're much different. Mm-hmm. But maybe the least mm. contact would be commodification. Mm. 
right? Mm. Why though? I don't know. Doesn't it's, it feel it? It feels that way, right? I don't know. To me, I would say that the least of all, all three evils is cannibalism, because somehow to me, like necrophilia and like making their body parts into objects kind of feels like a mockery. It's like, what more do you want? They're already dead, and now you still want to go and oh, violate. Interesting. Like one step okay, further. Cannibalism is almost like almost respecting, cause like you, yeah. you literally completely. <laughs> it's like after you eat them, it's done with it. You don't have to like. That's such an interesting perspective. What if I rank right? I would choose like the commodification the least. Mm-hmm. Followed by cannibalism, then necrophilia. I think no matter what, necrophilia is just the worst. Mm-hmm. It's like disrespectful, violating, and it's actually them gross. Can- cannibalism is like gross only. And then the commodifying, I feel like it's like, it's disrespectful and gross. But I feel like it's not as gross as cannibalism. I think for me, it's like, what I define evil is like, what, what's gross or what I wouldn't do. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think, okay, the, I, I, I thought of reason why I think the commodification is the least evil. Because mm. I think it's the most distanced. Mm. It feels like, you know, okay, so, like, to bring up the case study again, you know how people in, like, the Nazi regime, they did, they killed people and they, they took off their like nails and hair yeah. to make objects, right? I feel like that was done in a very I feel like most of the soldiers that took part in that were very like um Is it you have to be like a whole new level of like just pure evil to even like think of doing that? It's it's like your brain is almost off at that mm. point. It's like you already don't see it as a dead body. Yeah. I think. You already it, it doesn't it doesn't even hold value as a dead body. It's already now like a material object. Mm. Yeah. But then why would it be the least though of three evils? I don't know. I feel like they're all Yeah. They're all about there. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys tell us whether like which you think is the least of three evils. You can comment <laughs> in plug plug the Instagram of Confusion, confusions, and just let us know which you think is the least of all these three evils. Wow, Megan, you're sounding like an influencer already. <laughs> okay, but I, I want to share this like funny story that I heard. Well, I, I, I don't think it's funny, but basically this, there was this Florida man that's on, tra- <laughs> on trial for murder. And apparently he attempted to use Siri to garner ideas about where to bury the body of his oh dead roommate. So, so like, Wait, what? according to a detective working on the case, right, he he <laughs> turned on Siri and he was like, I need to hide my roommate. Then now Siri is literally programmed to say, that's very funny. Oh, but then oh at the time, like before this case happened, Siri said, what kind of place are you looking for? Swamps, reservoirs, metal foundries, dumps. And then later the body of that roommate was found in a makeshift grave in a forest close to the apartment. Oh my god. Yeah. So, <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting. It's so strange, like, thanks Siri for, like, contributing to this <laughs> crime. But I mean, either way, I feel like he could have Googled. Yeah. 
that's so interesting like how technology plays a part mm-hmm. yeah but why is like why is Siri programmed to answer that way <laughs> but I mean I guess on the other hand technology is not so great if you're actually trying to hide it because it's so much easier to track down the body and everything and like yeah. hunt you down yeah That's so funny though, like he must have not even like thought about at least like search history, like you think to erase. <laughs> like, but then he really couldn't even have thought of erasing it. Yeah. What do you think is the like most dumbest way of disposing of a dead body? Lo- locally I'll say burial. Mm. Locally? Mm-hmm. Why? I feel like Singapore, no matter where it is, burial is like the most easily mm. Is it because of how dense our city is? Mm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Do you agree, oh. Megan? No, like, actually I think the worst is burning. But my reasons also because of how dense the city is. It's like, I mean, you know when the name, like it was during like Qingming or like some hungry ghost festival. If your neighbors burn, you can smell. Like even if your neighbors are cooking curry, you can smell it. And so, if people complain about that, obviously, if, like there's some really big burning going on, I think they definitely smell it. That's true. I feel like any way to dispose a dead body in Singapore is quite hard. Like even mm. like even like trying to put it in the ocean, it's also kind of dumb in Singapore. Yeah. I think I think even discreetly carrying it around <laughs> is difficult. Yeah, like how you carry it around? Unless you put in a lorry, but then like even walk walking from like a HD to a lorry is like there'll be like ten neighbors walking. Then in a lift, everybody looking at you. <laughs> Actually, like a few, I think a few years ago, I I saw this um article about how after many, many years, like, this body in Japan was found inside of a suitcase and they put the suitcase in a locker in some Japanese, like, metro station. And so, they only found it, like, after many, many years because the body was crammed into that suitcase which was then put into another locker. So, it was really, really hard to find. But wouldn't that be, like, a smell? I don't know. Maybe, like, they really bleached out the remains and really gutted it well. I don't know. Mm, oh my god. Maybe they just used the sashimi skills and just, like, applied it to... Oh my god, Megan. They're really twisted away. But the reason why pe- like, people hide the dead body is because it's like, an, it's like evidence, right? Yeah. Mother. And also, I guess you wouldn't want it in your house. <laughs> yeah. De- decluttering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if it's not going to serve any good purpose, like, I don't know, lamb sheets or tables or soap or like, or like rendang meat. Why would you want it? Okay, so to round things off, why don't we talk about like the most interesting case studies that we've read while researching for this topic? Mm. Okay, um, for me, I think the most interesting one I read was about this man by the name of Edward Gain. And so he was known as the Butcher of Plainfield. So essentially, he had a very, very troubled childhood. Essentially, um, a lot of policemen later said that he definitely had problems with um, he definitely had problems with um, cannibalism and necrophilia. But to top it all off, he was very extremely dependent on his mother. So they said that he could have a bit of an electra complex with that regard. Mm-hmm. So apparently this case was so appalling that 
he even inspired movies such as Silence of the Lamb and Psycho. Okay, wait. Should we define Electra Complex first? Yeah, sure. Do you want to go? Okay, okay yeah. so Electra Complex is basically... um, It's kind of like incest, right? Between like yeah. a child and their mother. Yeah, yeah, it's like an attraction, I guess. Yeah, yeah I think it's attraction of the child. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of people say that he might be one of the most bizarre serial killers in the US because of the creations that he made out of his victims. So um not only did he okay, so when the police found him actually he was the first thing that they saw was this woman who was already gutted, hanging upside down in his living room and that lady's head was actually already off in like a basket somewhere else and yeah she was his latest victim and they say that she he also possibly like raped her um before and after she died yeah so maybe you guys want to talk a bit about you guys know a bit about this case you can talk about the like what he made using his body parts from his victims so he made a number of clothing, furniture, and household items. He made leggings from leg skin, a scowl, soup bowl, a nipple belt, and gloves made from human hand skin. So, like, something that's really interesting about this is like, that, I, that I read pure, purely out of interest is that he, because of his electra complex, right, when his mother died of a stroke, like, he really, really wanted to get her back. So, what he did was make a sort of weird bodysuit out of his different parts parts of the different body parts of women so he could wear the suit and feel like his mother was with him mm. like that's really really messed up but yeah i think for me like i think basically like when psychopaths they after they kill like their victim right mm. one thing they always do is like they try and keep like a part of the victim as like a trophy almost i think mm, that's, that's like, a common theme behind yeah. of like psychopaths so i know ted bundy he liked to like he liked to like he chop off the heads of the victim, then he will keep them as a trophy. Mm. I think that's quite also that's also quite similar to what Edward Gain did, even though it's a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, like keep keep a part of the body. So even though you hide the body, right? They still keep a part of it for yeah. like their personal pleasure. That's so sick. Yeah. For me, the most like the story that stayed with me the longest regarding this topic is about these two, like, toddlers that killed a two-year-old baby. So, basically, they're called Robert Thompson and John Venables. Mm-hmm. And they abducted, tortured, and murdered the toddler oh from, from a shopping centre. And then they tied him to a train track. And that's how the baby got killed. Mm-hmm. Making them, like, the youngest, like, murderers, I think. I'm but the psychopaths, too. But the thing is, like, there was always a question of whether... It was just because they were too young. So, the thing is, How old they, they were like 10, 10, maybe not even. Yeah, they were like toddlers. And then, and then the thing is, they were in rehabilitation and they, um, they were in rehabilitation and then afterwards they were released because mm-hmm. they were so young when they did it. It wasn't, I don't think it was that much of a crime. So, after they were released, the interesting thing is one of them actually went back to prison for, like, a different crime. Like, child sex abuse and things like that. 
don't Why know. was it in rehabilitation in the first place? Do you know? As in, because of the murder case. Maybe because of their age also, so they couldn't really, like, be put into... Jail, yeah. Jail, yeah. Oh. I wonder if they were coerced by an adult, though. Maybe. But... I wouldn't think so, lah. I think it's just, like, some... An childish accident. fun. Yeah. That's... I don't know. I, I just think it's crazy, like... Mm. Yeah, it is crazy. Mm. Okay. So, that's all we have for today. Um... If you guys like this episode, you can, form, you can find more of our podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on Instagram at Confusion Confusion. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.